Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show was made possible by our patrons, so if you would like to support us, we're at patreon.com slash twotownsover. If you can't afford monetary donations, we are also at facebook.com slash ttopod. If you would share us around and give us five-star ratings on whatever podcast you're into, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. If living in the 80s taught me anything, if it's bad, it must be Satan. Oh, it's just a private sex dungeon, just for me and one other person. Yeah, okay. As I was getting into bed, um, I decided that I needed to have not one but two entire hot dogs uh, as as an in bed snack before I went to sleep. That's while, that neurodivergence set <laughs> out right there, baby. While I was watching YouTube videos, um, and I wanted to eat them and go to sleep. Which is the wrong time to eat hot dogs is when you are just about to go to sleep. The wrong time to eat hot dogs is in any, any time. That's true. But I do have an iron gut, so it didn't fuck me <laughs> up too much. <clears throat> but uh, I accidentally left them in the microwave too long, so they got really, really hot. And I didn't want to wait for them to cool down, so I just burned my tongue on them over and over and over again. And then I went to sleep. Okay. Did you wash them down? Uh, I mean, with some Gatorade. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's fair. And on that, <laughs> I, note, I had out, Snickers bars and cheese this last night. I was so. out of I was out of root beers, or I would have washed it down with a root beer. So you know. Welcome everybody to Two Towns Over. Satanic Sundays continues. However, we are out of West Memphis, Arkansas. Fucking. Finally, dude. We're we're back to just regular old this psychos. Is, this is the calm before the McMartin preschool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Although I don't, McMartin is not going to be fucking seven parts, is it? No, God, no, no. McMartin is going to be two parts at most, I think. Um, it, it's a wild story. Although it's writing this script, I did learn that I do way better writing scripts about uh, long-lasting events. Right than I do with writing scripts about people. You mm-hmm. did a good job with Cropsey and yeah, whatever I did. his name was. Um, I mean, I was happy with what I did for Cropsey, but... Um, we each have a style. That was, that was more about the mythos of Cropsey in the town. Yeah. You know? But you um, still talked about, was it Arthur Ryan? Was that his name? Mm, Something Ryan... I think Rand. I remember who you're talking about. The, uh, oh, the the his only male victim. Right? No, the, I'm talking no, about the, the guy's the guy, name was like something. Yeah, the, Ryan the actual or something. Cropsy, Cropsy, but the real person that Cropsy was based off of. Yeah, or was it the other yeah, way yeah, around? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, it, it was. Te- it was kind of both ways. Was a cool thing about that. Yeah. But that was the cool thing about that, though, was that there was there was so much 
mythos. And well, there there was also I could go into his background in the Cropsey script, right? I couldn't really do that with today's story because it's literally everywhere that I went to try and find backstory on my subject for the script, uh, it was like not much is known about his early life. <laughs> But in the end, we don't really care about his early life. No, no, we don't. Before we get started, uh, I am Don. I'm, um, oh no, oh God. And that's been Josh. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm Josh, a.k.a. the demon from the exorcist. And damn, I thought you were going to go with the iron stomach. (laughs) Oh, true. Damn. And we're going to mix things up a little bit because Don has spent the last fucking two months talking so <laughs> about one of the most depressing things we've ever yes. had to yes. talk about don, don has been broken so don is broken so this week and next week josh and ruben are going to get a chance to host the show and don's going to be the interrupting pain in the ass that's so good i hope you interrupted a lot because so man much. this script is short Same. <laughs> <laughs> so this week uh we are going to uh hear josh tell us about uh, Pazuzu Algarad. Yep, uh, I I titled the script. It's every time I do one of these, I try and give it a silly title because it helps me get my brain in the right place to start it. Uh, so we're talking about Pazuzu Algarad this week, and I titled the script "Who Pazuzu Slew." <laughs> Did you know whenever you said that you're the demon from The Exorcist that it was yes. okay? Yes, All right. <laughs> that that was on purpose. <laughs> All right. It would have been better if it wasn't. You should have said no. And it would have just been one of those crazy coincidences. Oh, yeah, true. I, I can't fake it like that, though. Uh, so we'll begin today's installment of Satanic Sunday by reading the message that famously hung on the front door of a man who renamed himself Pazuzu Ela Algarod. Uh, Pazuzu being the name of the demon from The Exorcist, and Ela Algarod translating to Lord of the Locusts. <laughs> Yeah. What a nerd! <laughs> Dude, he's such a fucking wannabe Gigi Allen too. Like it's it, he like is a, I, I don't know. He's pretty much as bad as Gigi Allen, just less famous. Which one is the Gigi Allen? Uh, Gigi Allen was a famous punk rocker that was just like famously gross. He would shit on stage, He'd shit on stage, and throw it at the audience. Ew. And, yeah, why? Just, punch people for no reason because it's punk that's not punk no it's just just annoying harassment (laughs) exactly so the sign on his front door said and this gives you right off the bat uh, a big uh look into his mental state uh no gang members allowed anyone that dresses the same has the same badge and call themselves the authority of a land they did not create they only seize through terrorism has no permission to enter this land unless they are native since that's, this is their that's woke land. as fuck I was about to say that's what's on your front door isn't that it is, I wish <laughs> <laughs> since this is the amend since this is the first amendment of your fake laws for we see you are guilty until proven innocent if you can make laws so can we so be it I, it's, I like the first part right? Makes sense. Uh, I'm actually fully on board with this. <laughs> and then it kind of falls apart at the end where it just stops being a followable thought. I mean, he was like, we're going to make our own fucking laws, bitch. And Which that's fair. That's great. does make him crazy. But, yeah. however, ca- ca- gangs, badges with the same uh-huh. uniform in a land you didn't conquer, calling yourself the authority. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. Uh, trust me. Couldn't be I me. Saw, I saw that part and I was like, mm, I would almost like this guy. But uh, also, Pazuzu is a stupid name. Uh, Ela Algarod, though, mm. that's rad. Uh, <laughs> his friends called him Paz. Paz Ela Algarod is. Just, just Paz. Yeah, but I gotta say that <laughs> Algarod is just a good video game ass name. I'm thinking D and D. That too. Oh, real quick, sorry. Uh, oh, go right ahead. The creature that has a lion's uh, dragon and goat head. What is that called? Is that a manticore? Chimera. Chimera. Is it a chimera? Uh, no. A a that yes. A chimera has the three. Fuck. Hold on. A manticore is the lion with the with the scorpion's tail. With the scorpion or snake? Yes, yes, with the scorpion's tail. Okay. Um and like a goat hooves. What about mm. the uh what about the witch and the wardrobe? Um that's a Narnia. Oh, okay. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh but a, yes, a chimera is the three animals sort of amalgamated together and they should have like a snake's tail too yeah i think i was because i was telling brandon yesterday we were at uh, salvation army and brandon found an action figure of that creature and i couldn't remember if it was called a chimera or a manicore i watched full metal alchemist brotherhood recently so a chimera is literally anything yeah Yeah. it's a chimera is like any amalgamation of beasts put together um, so this letter on his it front door... It can be door. the saddest thing in the anime, or a person <laughs> with basically superpowers. Yeah. Uh, this letter hung prominently along other signs reading, Police not welcome. Evil will triumph. Mm. As well as inverted crosses and Arabic writing. Uh, he also got, like, really obsessed with Arabic culture. Like, he would wear a, um... What are they called? Turban? Not a not a turban. Um, it's the other Arabic headwear. Sorry. No, no, no. That's the. It's like a dress. Mm. Or like a muumu type outfit. I can't remember. It's the one that's more like a that's more like a hat. A fez? No. Mm. No, not a fez. That would be fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> God, I I really wish the Pazuzu Algarod. <laughs> Had taken to wearing fezes instead. <laughs> what a lovable character he would have been then. I don't know. There's some still some things about him. No, fezes were the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only redeeming quality that he needed. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn it was called a turban, where you just wrap a towel around her head kind of thing. No, no. It's... God damn it, motherfucker. It, they said it in the documentary that I that I watched about him. You guys are starting to f- find out. It's not so easy. I'm still not going to be able to find the name, but I'll find a fucking picture of him wearing it. Kafia? No. Mm-hmm. It's that thing. Oh. I would call that a hoodie. That's not, that's not a hoodie. It's like a wrap, but it's not a turban either. It looks yeah. like a cloak or a hood. But it's not. Hey, anybody that's listening, if you know of an Arabic type of outfit that is like a hat that looks like a hood, but it's not a hood, uh, hit us up. I guess. Okay. Because <laughs> um, Ela Algarod, of course, is the Arabic. Yeah. He got super obsessed with uh, Arabic culture um, amongst all of his satanic shit. 
Um, all of this is was all of this was rendered incredibly tame once compared to what lied on the other side of his front door. You could almost be forgiven for not noticing the large number of pentagrams, photos of murder victims, and massive swastikas on the walls and ceilings, being that you would be so distracted by the smell which has been referred to as worse than death and like pure urine. So it's kind of like my old house. <laughs> Ruben saw what that place was like. It did smell like straight urine. I have never been good at smelling. No. It was because, uh, so back when I used to live in my trap house, um, there was a rat that was in there for a while, and we just could not fucking get it, man. That um, house was actually trash, though. Oh, yeah, dude. It was <laughs> it was horrific. Absolutely. <clears throat> I don't know how anybody was still friends with me. <laughs> um, we had a rat in there for a long time, and it would just be, you know, like, pissing behind the stove, so if you turned the stove on, the whole house would just smell like piss because it would heat that piss up and it's so we just didn't use the stove good or the oven mm -hmm. you know yeah it was real bad cool <laughs> uh pazuzu enforced no rules inside his home often making it a point to squat and shit on the floor in front of guests Open use of hard drugs was commonplace. That's too far, bro. Orgies were frequent, and fights were to be expected. Because, you know, nothing gets me hotter. Nothing gets me wanting to have sex more than somebody dropping a deuce on dude, the living room carpet. It, it apparently worked, because this dude fucked. Oh, I know. He had, like, what, like three or four fiancés? Uh, Quote-unquote fiancés? It was a very... Uh, uncertain number. Yeah. This this is what happens. Like literally. Okay, let's put it in D and D terms. This type of shit happens a lot in a, in our podcast. We talk about these people who are incredibly gross, but who somehow they fuck all day and they shit in front of people, and it's wild. Leah Sublime being a prime fucking example. <laughs> well, if the shitting was part of the sex. In I one, yep. So. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, the thing is, this is what happens to people who are born with a 20 charisma at zero years old. True. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because you don't train it. It's just there. Uh -huh. So now you don't have anything to do. Like, it just fucking overtakes you. Yeah. And you become a monster. Mm -hmm. That's how that happens. You got to be taken down a few pegs. I really love putting shit like that into D&D &D terms because it does just make it make sense. It is literally like they have a 20 charisma and no wisdom. Yeah. Like a negative wisdom. Oh, yeah. And this, like, this guy for sure had negative wisdom, um, but he definitely had super high luck. That's uh, charisma in D&D. His, his physical stats, shit. Literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. <clears throat> it's, he, he rolled really high on all of his shit rolls. <laughs> That's a charisma uh, roll. <laughs> that's definitely a charisma check. Um, but it is just like some people are born with a force of personality that they have no way to direct before mm -hmm. it overtakes them and makes them actually crazy. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, for, for Pazuzu, it was uh, a lot of underlying mental health issues that he refused to get help for. Sounds even like also drugs. Initially, his mom tried. I'll mention it later. 
Um, at the center of it all, Pazuzu himself had an appearance to match his real-life satanic lair. His hair dreaded from sheer neglect with pieces of metal embedded into the locks, tattoos covering large portions of his face, and his teeth filed into points with a dremel. He literally had, like, a- anime-pointed teeth. Yeah. I've seen people who are into body mods and they're they're wild. Yeah, he also had a he also had the the split tongue. Yeah. So he was yeah. full on Did you know that if you don't get that split right, it will just grow back together apparently? Yeah. It'll uh-huh. just heal itself. Yep. Yeah, some people can't get their tongue split at all either, uh, because you have major veins in your tongue and if one of your major veins is in a spot where they would have to cut it to split your tongue, you either have to get like a weird uneven split or uh, you just can't get your tongue split. Yeah. I wouldn't want my fucking tongue to be split anyway. Yeah, me either. It's, yeah, I don't... I don't need what are basically tentacle fingers in my mouth. (laughs) Oof. Yeah, thanks for giving me that sensation. Imagine having two tongues right next to each other in your own mouth. Stop. I'm going to (laughs) read. Pazuzu had also stopped bathing and brushing his teeth based on the belief that this would increase his power. Nope. Uh, Basically, he said that uh, being dirty was a, a, a shield. Yeah, against people. Yeah, well, apparently (laughs) Apparently not. not. He still got laid. It's a shield, but you can lower those defenses. (laughs) (laughs) Alongside him were... Or it's a fucking attraction to certain types of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When was this? Uh, Oof. Late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah, like 2009. Oh, never mind then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, alongside Pazuzu were an uncertain number of his girlfriends, who he called his fiancés. Uh, most importantly for our story were two women by the name of Crystal Matlock and Nicole Birch, better known as Bubbles. Crystal meth and Bubbles, got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he also, he had a few other, um, uh, like I said, it's a really uncertain number of people that were his fiancés. Another one was a woman named uh, Dixie Wilson. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Actual name. Actual name. You can't name your child Crystal Matlock. <laughs> you, you can't name your child Dixie Wilson. Uh, In 2009, you say? I actually read or saw a story the other day. It was a TikTok, and they were talking about a a white supremacist woman. She had two kids. One was named Arian, and one was named Nation. Oh, my fucking God. I would kill my own mom. (laughs) 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 Listen, if I would would murder my own mother if she had named me fucking Arian. Like... Even if I was white, like all the way white, I would be, no, we're not doing that. Nah, that's something you get changed as soon as you can. Um, And he also had just a bunch of dudes that were effectively his followers that Mm -hmm. stayed in the house off and on or would come by and hang out like regularly in order to maintain good standing with Pazuzu. Um, He clearly considered himself to be heavily inspired by charles manson oh good uh that's somebody you want to idolize yeah exactly Mm -hmm. 
And so, like I said, this was a problem throughout me trying to write about this, but there's not a lot that's known about Algarod's early life. Uh, he was born John Alexander Lawson on August 12th, 1978 in San Francisco. Uh, at some point, Algarod and his mother relocated to Clemens, North Carolina. That's a big change. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge change. Uh, and it says at some point, but it is when he was relatively young, I believe, as best I could figure out, because uh, I couldn't even find the exact time that they moved to North Carolina. So I could have gotten a feel for how old he was at that point, but... No, no fucking clue. Patricia Gillespie, uh, who produced and directed the documentary series The Devil You Know about Pazuzu Algarod, which is one of my main sources for this one. It's is that, that Dizzy Gillespie's? Probably not. Damn it. It was a, it was a Vice documentary, yeah. uh, The Devil You Know. That was my main source along with uh, allthatsinteresting.com, which had a, a good uh, succinct breakdown of the the whole story. Um, she said it was difficult to get a true grasp of his life since he often reinvented stories about his childhood. As Gillespie put it, uh, he told people he was from Iraq. He told people his father was some high priest, but the people who knew him as a child described him as a little off kilter, a little emotional. Uh, things that might indicate the beginning of mental illness, harming animals, consuming alcohol and drugs at a very early age, etc. cetera. Uh, he would regularly uh, sacrifice bunnies. He would take them down to the river and do a ritual sacrifice of a rabbit. Mm. Uh, his mom would buy him the rabbits. That's For fucked. sacrifice or did she For buy him? For sacrifice. His... Mm. Like once a month. There's your that's, problem. That's yeah. That's an issue. Uh huh. That is a that is a fucking. Oh issue. yeah. I fucking. I never mention it, but here you go. Uh, his mom just actively lived in the house. Oh yeah. The whole time, uh, she just stayed in her room. Mm -hmm. Wow. She she had an ensuite bathroom. She just stayed inside of there, and uh, I guess pretended that there wasn't murder happening and shit. He had shit on the floor. Yep. He also had like six dogs, I think. And uh, someone was saying that like, you know, someone would shit on the floor and the dogs might come and eat it. Right. Oh my God. Yep. Jesus. Yep. Or the dogs would shit on the floor and one of them might go eat it. Mm. I made that mm -hmm. one up, but yeah. it probably happened. <laughs> Wouldn't fucking surprise me. No. Someone was telling a story about how he fucking put a, a fire poker in the fireplace and uh, let it get red hot and then uh, stabbed a piece of meat and just b bit into it raw with his sharpened teeth. Pazuzu did? Yes. Yeah. What a fuckhead. Like, to, to make a point, because this guy had, like, turned him in, and he was like, I know you turned me in, but you're my brother, and uh, I... I can ne I can never be killed or I can never be caught. And because he's protected by being so dirty. Oh. Yeah, because nobody wants to get close enough to handcuff his ass. He said Satan protects him. Okay. And so he, he can never be knocked out and he can never be caught. But I would have knocked his said. ass out. <laughs> he did get knocked out. He did get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> uh he was whatever. I'm I'm getting a, I'm getting ahead. Whatever. Fuck it. Um there was this dude, one of the guys who uh, helped get him caught in the end, uh, he was like, hey, I need you to help me kill this guy, or I need you to kill this guy for me. Mm -hmm. And this dude was like, 
asked, what if fuck you? And he was like, no, either you kill him or I'll kill you. And he fucking grabbed him by the hair and slammed his face into the counter in the kitchen and like knocked him out. And then he went and told the dude, he was like, hey, he just told me to kill you. You should probably get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then he went to the police station. (laughs) Wow. And so he was like, he always said two things. He said he could never be caught because he was protected by Satan and he could never be knocked out because he was protected by Satan. I knocked his ass out. The detectives caught him. So fuck him. (laughs) It was really good. (laughs) Just this old punk rocker that was talking about it. Amazing. Uh, So John Lawson's mother, Cynthia, spoke of her son's mental health That's what you deserve. Oh, yeah. If you're like, the power of Christ protects me. Uh If you're that into it, you should get knocked out one time. One time. Just once. Uh, Maybe more. Nah, I mean, enough times to learn the fucking lesson. Uh Uh-huh. And then after that, you know. Well, because when you're that delusional, you're probably going to get up and be like, I was never even actually knocked out. I faked it. I ascended to the higher plane for Uh a moment or whatever. (laughs) Christ simply needed to speak with me momentarily. I would would just bow one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lawson's mother spoke of her son's mental health issues, which started at a young age. Uh, He was diagnosed with severe mental illnesses, including schizophrenia and agoraphobia. While Cynthia initially got Algarod the psych... psych This section I took directly from All That's Interesting, and it switches back and forth between John Lawson and Pazuzu Algarod, but we know they're the same fucking person. Mm. Um, While Cynthia initially got Algarod the psychiatric help he needed, she ran out of money and was no longer able to afford treatment for him. Uh, He also just didn't want it anymore. Uh, but his mental health deteriorated pretty quickly. In an interview for The Devil You Know, Cynthia said he wasn't by any means an angel, but he wasn't a bad person or a boogeyman or whatever phrases people have called him. Uh, murder makes you that. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. But, you know, she's his mom. Nah. Or whatever. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making excuses for her. I'm totally kidding. He's a fucking monster. Uh, in 2002, he changed his name to Pazuzu Eli Algarod in homage to the Assyrian demon referenced in the movie The Exorcist. <laughs> After his name changed... Nerd! Yeah, huge nerd. Huge nerd. There was someone else who was talking about how the, the town that they lived in was very, very, very Bible Belt. So he North was... North Carolina, yeah. Yeah. Well, particularly their town. Yeah. Above all, was you know they really believed in the literal sense that uh, demons are real. They are trying to hurt us. The devil is real. He is actively fighting against us all the time. Yeah. Uh, so he very intentionally did everything that he did in order to be scary to the people in this town. Uh, people, Damien. Yes, exactly. Uh, except, you know, Damien was just a normal goth kid. Yeah. Whereas this guy went way too far. Yeah. This guy was a mentally unstable goth freak. Yeah. It's who became a murderer. It's once, once you've thrown up swastikas, you don't get to call yourself goth. Oh, Oh, he threw up swastikas. I missed that part. Yeah. Yeah. There were swastikas all throughout the house. Yeah. Like spray uh, painted on the walls and shit. Big one on the ceiling, right in the living room. As soon as you walk in the front door. Yeah. Which I, I didn't go too far into it, but even aside from just the usual, the piss and the shit, you, you couldn't see the floors 
anywhere yeah. inside that house. Yeah. You you were just walking on top of garbage. And did you, when you were doing your research, did you watch the police footage? Yes, where they go in through the house yeah. and everything. Yeah. And there was like one room that was like half full of just trash. Yes. That's yeah. just... With the, the ceiling basically taken over entirely by mold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Again, not that different from my old house. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, after his name change, Algarod aimed to ostracize himself from society, covering his face in tattoos and filing his teeth into points. And that plays into his agoraphobia. He, always, he yeah. was always fine with people coming over to his house. He never wanted to go out. It was very rare that he would leave the house, except to go to the river alone to sacrifice bunnies. Uh, he would tell people that he regularly made animal sacrifices and even claimed to be able to control the weather. His behavior was a major rebellion against Clemens and its residents. The town was known for being heavily Christian. His former friend, Nate Anderson, would later say he had a twisted sort of charisma. It's the kind of charisma that isn't going to appeal to everyone, but certain minds are going to be drawn to drawn in by that. The misfits, the outcasts, people living on the edge, or people who wanted to live on the edge. This is such a sad story. Yeah. Like, because I I have mentioned on the podcast before, like, this guy clearly, I mean, go kill this person for me. That's straight Charles Manson. Right. Straight Charles Manson. And I gotta be honest... When I, after my accident, when I went down the fucking rabbit hole for months, Mm -hmm. I was like right on the cusp of like, damn, this guy knew what the fuck he was talking about. And really, the thing that did it, that cinched me staying on the right side of history anyway, was the swastika that he had fucking carved in his forehead. (laughs) Yeah. And like... All that is just to say, like, I know what it takes to get down that fucking low. And, like, it's just really sad that he didn't have he didn't have the presence of mind or the people around him to tell him, like, hey, man, what you're doing is really fucked up and you should get some help. You know what purpose I think the the swastika serves in this and all the white supremacist shit? Because he actually was never... As far as I could tell in my research, I didn't see any, like, actual Nazi beliefs in in, in anything that he did. Because the fucking, the letter on his front door was... Exactly the opposite of fascism. Yes. Right? And he was also... Literally anarchy. Yeah. They were punk. Like, it was a fucking dirty, nasty, crust punk haven. But it was still punk, and... You know, skinheads have tried to infiltrate punk rock a, a lot of times, uh, hence the famous Dead Kennedy song, Nazi Punks Fuck Off. And that one horror movie, The Green Room. I don't know that one. Uh, some regular punks, a punk band, mm-hmm. um, they go to play a show at what turns out to be a skinhead, like, Nazi punk bar uh, thing. Uh, uh, murder ensues. Lots of it. Nice. That's Is that the one that has Patrick Stewart? Maybe. I don't know. Captain Picard? I've never seen it. I just oh. have heard... I've, I like the breakdown of it that I listen to sometimes with the podcast that I like about movies. Mm. That's pretty good. Um, 
but so because the swastikas, like I looked at them when I was looking at pictures of the house and stuff, they're unarguably Nazi swastikas. Yeah. You know, because you could totally make an argument that uh, he was so into like Arabic culture and everything. Uh, maybe he had, you know, the, the actual like the what is it? Uh, is it Buddhist or is it Hindu? Buddhist. Yes. Buddhist. Okay. Yeah. It's maybe he had like the the Buddhist swastikas, right. but no, they are unarguably Nazi swastikas. So it's it's this weird contradictory thing, right? But I think it's the same thing, more or less. That you know, M- Manson was a Nazi. And he absolutely he was trying to create a race war, right? Famously, um, but in this case, I think it serves. If you can get past the swastikas, then you can get past anything. Kind of like how uh, when you receive a scam email, anyone who is mildly astute is going to look at a scam email and be like, this grammar is all wrong. Uh, There are various typos throughout. Uh, It does not sound like the person who wrote this speaks English. And also that logo is bad. Mm. I thought for the longest time that it was just because scammers were very bad at their jobs, but that is actually by design. Mm-hmm. It is because if you can look at that email and think that it's legit, then you're going to believe them when you get on the phone with them. Yep. I think that the swastika serves a similar purpose here, right? Where it's if you can look at that swastika and think, eh, that's not so bad, then you're not really going to be batting an eye when he's shitting on the floor or telling you to kill somebody for him. Yeah. It's you, you've already gotten past the worst of it when you've seen the swastika. So if you see the swastika and you're still in, then you're probably just in. This podcast is powered by Podbean podcast hosting. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast or looking for the best home for your podcast? Check out all the amazing features that Podbean offers with unlimited bandwidth and storage for an affordable price. That's right, unlimited. Visit www.podbean.com unlimited to check it out today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash unlimited. Uh, so Pazuzu Agarod's house at 2749 Knob Hill Drive became a hub for those outcasts and misfits. Knob Hill, huh? Knob Hill, Knob Hill Drive, yep. Yeah. Drive your knob to the hill. It's a hill full of knobs. <laughs> the hills have knobs. <laughs> That's the porn parody. <laughs> <laughs> they could come and stay for as long as they wanted, and as mentioned, Algarod did not care what they did. I'm in Googling his home. that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this left the house in dire condition, and there being garbage everywhere. And with there being garbage everywhere, animal carcasses lying around, and blood smeared on the walls. The hills have knobs. That shows me different doorknobs. Sure, those aren't butt plugs? Ooh. No, they're not. They're Southern Hills antique nickel cabinet knobs. (laughs) Anything's a butt plug if you're brave enough. Yes. In September 2010, the body of Joseph Emmerich Chandler was discovered in Yadkin County. Algarod was accused of concealing information from investigators and allowing a murder suspect to stay at his house. In October, Pazuzu Algarod was charged with accessory after the fact of involuntary manslaughter. 
Algarod would end up serving no prison time for this. Wow. Yeah. It, he basically got... Um, Ah, fuck, what's it called when your sentence is... Uh, a slap on the wrist? Suspended sentence. He got a suspended sentence, time served. Time served. Yep, that was it. Jesus. That's just a light slap on the wrist, um, and it's according to other first-hand accounts, uh, he was there. He was there when they shot this dude in cold blood. It's Apparently they tried to shoot him with a shotgun first. It, it, was, it was a fucking blind man. Jesus. Yeah, um... They tried to shoot him with a shotgun first. The shotgun jammed, and rather than unjamming it, they just went to the car, grabbed a pistol, and shot him in the head. Awesome. Down by the river, same place that he would sacrifice the rabbits. So. I don't know why I laughed at that. That's, <laughs> well, you this, know. This show is breaking me down. It really will. It <laughs> <Just> really is. <laughs> giggling at the idea of sacrificing rabbits and killing blind men. Uh, I mean, it's real fucked up, but like, why do we laugh? Because we must. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So four years later, on October 5th, 2014, 35-year-old Algarod and his fiance, 24-year-old Amber Birch, were both arrested after the skeletal remains of two men were found buried. You know in- what? I'll give him credit. At least she was his age. No, 35 and 24. 35 and 24. Oh, I thought you said 25 and 24. Nope. That's 11 not, year age gap. That's not as At, at least she's an adult, right? She's yeah. an adult. It's another few months and she can rent a car. So, <laughs> Actually, I think women can rent cars before men. Ah, that would make sense. I, I can't fault them for that one. Uh, they were both arrested after skeletal remains of two men, two different men, uh, were found buried in Algarod's backyard. And they finally, uh, they caught on to the fact that he had bodies in his backyard because he loved to brag about it. Wow. And people had given anonymous tips to the police numerous times, uh, one of whom was the guy that I was talking about earlier that knocked him out. Right. Um, he gave a tip as well as another person gave a tip. And they just never followed up. They went to his house one time and they were like, Hey, uh, we got a tip that you have bodies buried in your backyard. Uh, is that true? Can we come in, come in and search the place? And he was like, no, it's not true. No, you can't come check. And they were like, okay, bye. <laughs> and they just left. Oh my God. And they just left and they never followed up. And all they had to do was come back with a warrant right then and there. And it would have been over and done with. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't know if they could have, because like the law is bullshit, and and <clears throat> a tip. I don't know if that counts as enough probable cause for a warrant. Yes, but repeated tips. That's fair. To the same thing, all from people who claim to have heard it directly from him that he had bodies buried. Well, maybe maybe there's some truth to the Satan would protect him. But that's what I mean when I say the law is bullshit. Yeah. Or maybe the cops just, when they open the door, they could smell. They're like, I don't want to fucking go in there. Well, it's that's probably <laughs> reportedly it smelled like death, uh, like an actual dead body, because for a time, apparently they want uh, one of the two guys. I want to say it was Josh Wetzler. Um, they 
grabbed him and locked him in the basement and right. starved him for like a couple of weeks yeah. before they finally killed him. Wow. And then they just left him in the basement. Uh, Pazuzu said that he had uh, left him covered in cat litter and bleach to keep the smell down. Jesus. Yep. And everyone was like, oh, this dude's fucking crazy. There's no way that's true. He's fucking, he's spinning a yarn right now. No. No. Yep. And, uh, it's, he, another one of the, the punks who had just like spent time at his house or whatever was, uh, talking about how the first time he went over there, uh, Pazuzu and one of his fiancés were telling him, uh, Hey, if anybody comes out of that door over there, that's to the basement. We've got a guy down there. So if anyone comes charging up out of there, you don't let him leave. He's like, okay, if anyone (laughs) comes running out of your basement, I won't let him get out. And you know, thinking that it's bullshit. Right. Because how absurd, you know? Yeah. And yeah. They're figuring this I guy's just putting it. on the act. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I, they said this on last podcast too. If you ever go to somebody's house and there's like a door that you're not allowed in, they're like, hey, don't, don't open that door. Don't go in there. Go in there. <laughs> go, go in Take there. Take a go, weapon. Go check. <laughs> take a weapon for sure but go in De- definitely do <clears throat> definitely do because or call uh, the cops to come check uh-huh you you will be the person who broke open a murder case uh your friend might be a serial killer. or you might have just opened the door to their grandmother's sex dungeon you don't know you need to know though i don't need to know if anybody's grandmother has a sex dungeon here's the thing I though do. i would rather i would listen if there's a door that i'm not allowed to go in if I go in it, I will keep the sex dungeon secret, and yeah. I'll play it off like I never fucking knew what was in there. Exactly. But, but if so... it's a murder dungeon, though, uh-huh. I'm going to which take it, pictures. Which it is. It fully is, because like people with sex dungeons are proud of them. So like they'll show them off. If I had a sex dungeon, you guys would know. I. That's what I'm saying, is if I had a sex dungeon, <laughs> you would know. Yeah. That I had, and I would be like, it has all the comforts that you need in a sex dungeon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, including snacks. Yeah. Snack table. Every good orgy is catered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a private sex dungeon, just for me and one other person. Yeah, okay. It's, I'm, I'm telling someone, don't don't ever, look look at me, don't ever open that fucking door. And you open it. It's it's my sewing room. I just don't want anyone to know that I'm actually very good at sewing. Yeah, yeah. And that's I I make I make uh, anime made outfits exclusively. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at it. But see, that's the thing. I'll keep that secret. Exactly. I'm not gonna say shit about it. Exactly. No. Or gonna if know. it's like that adorable, I'm gonna be like, bro, you gotta share this with the world. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta leave the shame behind, man. There's so many cosplayers that would love these. Uh, four years later, on October fifth. 2014, 35-year-old... Did I just read this? Yeah, they were both arrested after two men were found buried in Algarod's backyard. Uh, Just over a week later, the men were identified as Josh Wetzler and Tommy Welch. Tommy Welch. Just, I hate how... I hate how the cops are. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I, I raged about it a little too much in West Memphis to get, like, superheated about it, but this is just as bad. Like, you like you said... And I, like, I, you know, devil's literal advocate, like, for, uh, you know, 
the the law sucks, and sometimes mm-hmm. the judge is going to be like, "Fuck you, Johnson. You said some shit about my daughter last month or whatever that I didn't like." And so, no, you can't have this warrant. Right. And, and like, you know, personal shit comes into it or whatever. But, man, you have bodies in your fucking basement. People have told us that repeatedly. And in your backyard. I'm going to just, listen, I'm going to send a motherfucker in the backyard and start digging. Right. Yep. So Josh Wetzler and Tommy Welch, who had both disappeared in 2009, shortly after the arrest of Algarod and Birch, Algarod's other fiance, 28-year-old Crystal Matlock, was charged in connection with the death of one person whose body was found. Uh, She was suspected of helping with the burial of Wetzler. It was later alleged that Algarod had killed him in July 2009 and Birch helped bury his body. Meanwhile, Birch allegedly killed Welch in October of 2009, and Algarod had helped with that burial. So they're both guilty of murder as well as accessory after the fact. Yes, exactly. Um, For two separate murders. Both men had died. That is cult-ass shit. Oh, we're in this together. Yeah, exactly. Everybody stabs the body so that we're all in this together. Uh both men had died as a result of a gunshot wound to the head soon after the remains were found on the property and they were in mini also for those i just watched a video about the joker mm-hmm. and uh this is what it would be like if you had that relationship what the joker and the harley joker quinn? and harley quinn yeah that this is what oh, that yeah. is in real life uh-huh you become a murderer yeah. yep that's not a healthy relationship, girls. No. No, no, no. Do not idolize the Joker or Harley Quinn ever. You can idolize Harley Quinn now because now she's with Poison Ivy. Yeah, she's doing better for herself. Yeah. And she's, uh, yeah, yeah, you can idolize Harley Quinn, the modern one, where she's uh-huh. a lesbian now. Yeah. Or bi. I'm not really sure canonically. But like where she's with she's Poison pan. Ivy. Sure, whatever. Definitely pan. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm old. I'm tired. But like, yeah, like idolize the one who went through the journey of healing. But right. fucking the relation the Joker specifically, that relationship is the worst. Yeah. Uh the bodies were found on the property, like I said, in a whole lot of different pieces. They got chopped up. Uh, County housing officials deemed the home unfit for human habitation. In April 2015, Pazuzu Algarod's House of Horrors was demolished. Neighbors were reportedly very happy to see the place finally gone, due in no small part to the smell. And maybe the murders! (laughs) And it's like, yeah, obviously it was deemed unfit for human habitation. It had one room that was basically overtaken entirely by mold. There was right. so much shit and piss that had made its way into the foundation of the house. Mm-hmm. There was no repairing that. Yeah. That that's a teardown at that point. And so before we get to Do you this... want to condemn your house? Because this is how you condemn your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> before we get to this last part, I want to read a few pieces of uh Pazuzu Algarod's evaluation uh, when he had to have a psychological evaluation done to see if he was fit to stand trial. 
Mm-hmm. Before we get to that part, I want to read a few pieces of this. Uh, Mr. Algarod reported a history of significant substance abuse. Although he strongly denied any history of using illegal or recreational drugs, he admitted to regular use of alcohol starting at age 13. Typically, he would consume a 12-pack of beer daily, which he said just calms me down. He last used alcohol the day before his admission to the hospital. He admitted that at times he gets the shakes if he stops drinking for an extended period of time, but he denied any other history of problems related to his use of alcohol. Hmm. After having been convicted of a DUI, he attended NA for a short time, but he denied any other history of inpatient or outpatient substance abuse treatment. So so drugs, yes. Yeah. Uh, provided contradictory information when asked about his history of mental health care. He initially stated that he first received mental health treatment when he was around 26 because that's when the agoraphobia started kicking in pretty strong. Direct quote from Algarod. Uh, he later acknowledged, however, having been involved in Daymark Recovery Services for a few years before, dropping out of treatment after around a year because of transportation issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was prescribed Zoloft, Seroquel, and one other medicine, but he said he didn't like any of them because they made him feel like a zombie. Uh, In another part of his evaluation, um, he said Mr. Algarod acknowledged drinking 18 beers a day. It was noted that he did not present with psychotic thoughts or bizarre ideas, which is... Just blatantly not true because Psy- of the part I'll read here in a minute. Psychotic thoughts, I don't know yet, but but what was the other one? Bizarre, uh, bizarre ideas. ideas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's he's got a ton of those. What do you mean? And instead his usual belie- his unusual beliefs were viewed as reflecting his adherence to quote unquote a tribal religion. Uh his diagnoses were viewed as alcohol dependence, social phobia panic disorder with agoraphobia, and rule-out OCD. So he wasn't OCD. I couldn't see someone with OCD living in that house. Well, different yeah, kinds could. of o- OCD. OCD has is a mental disorder, and it does not have to do with ordering. It has yeah. to do with obsessive compuls- uh, compulsions and obsessions. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, uh, uh, you might want to bleep his name out, but Scott. Um, has OCD. One of our mutual friends has OCD, and he experiences that with like violent thoughts directed mm-hmm. at people he cares about, right? So, like, he'll think that he should do, t- you know, awful things. Like, his brain is telling him these obsessive compulsive thoughts over and over again, and it's not an ordering one, it is just the thoughts affect him. Daily, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a depression and anxiety. It triggers a lot of stuff. So OCD is not just Michael J. Fox and Scrubs, even though that's an okay depiction of it because it yeah. does affect him in his daily life in the way that it would. That's a deep pull, bud. It is. Yeah. That's a deep pull. I love I that fucking show. fucking love Scrubs I love so that show. Much. Um, yeah, it's real At good. John Dorian, personal idol. Very, very good. Personal idol. Mine is fucking love Dr. him. Dr. Cox. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. I love him, too. Oh, my God. Fucking welcome to the Scrubs fan cast. Today, <laughs> we're going to be talking about... <laughs> Season 1, Episode 1, titled... 
whatever the fuck its title was. I think it was actually just titled Pilot. Pilot, was yeah, it? Yeah, because that was from that era of television. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, season one kind of sucked, though. I mean, like, it was good, but uh, compared to the rest of it. Y'all remember the musical episode? Yes. Yes. Yes, it for the last time, the Turk, she's Dominican. Love that shit. Oh, fucking so good. Uh, it was felt that he would be appropriate for both outpatient therapy and a psychiatric evaluation. Uh, Did you know, what was the guy's name that played uh, JD? Uh, Zach. Zach Braff. Braff. Zach Braff. Do you know he directed a film w- about, this is such a weird way to get back on topic, but <laughs> he directed a film with- I was Flo- back on topic. You interrupted me with this. <laughs> I'm sorry. But <laughs> for Welcome my to my world. <laughs> for my brain. But he directed a film with Florence Pugh and um, oh, really? Morgan Freeman. What? About substance abuse. Yeah, it was recent. A good it, person or something? Good like person, I think yeah. it was. It's The basic premise is that Florence Pugh's character is like in an accident that kills her friend, uh-huh. uh, Morgan Freeman's granddaughter. And she gets... Because of the you know the hospital stuff, she gets addicted to like painkillers, opiates, or whatever, and or narcotics. And so she goes to an NA meeting. Fi- you know, I guess finally, whatever. She uh-huh. goes to a meeting, and Morgan Freeman is there mm-hmm. in the meeting, and she tries to leave, and he like stops her, and then the movie happens, and it's uh, apparently really good, and I can't believe that Scrubs got us from. <laughs> they are back to NA. Uh, so there was no indication on whether or not he actually followed up with any further services uh, while he was awaiting trial. Uh, Mr. Algarod was admitted to the forensic service for evaluation, although he denied having thoughts of self-harm based on his mother's voiced concerns that he might attempt self-harm, specifically suicide, if not allowed to perform a sacrifice during the dark moon. And based That is on- a fucking wild... <laughs> Listen, that is a wild justification for... Uh, for the worst kind of enabling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wild. Yes. Yeah, his mom was a horrible enabler. Uh, I did not get to the part in the documentary where she got interviewed, um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember her making a statement along the lines of he wasn't a monster. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was, though. Uh-huh. It's, well, you know, mental illness, it's generational, so. Well, so here's the thing that I love about this YouTube channel that I've been watching a lot of recently called Cinema Therapy. Uh-huh. They talk about they do with one of their w- ones is villain Fuck. therapy. Have they done um the one with Bruno? Luca? No. Encanto? Encanto? Yeah, that's the bitch. Yes. They have? Yeah. I need to watch that yes, one. Yes, you do. I fucking love Encanto so much. It's so good. Give me anything that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote for, and I will listen to it. You guys need to check it out. They did a five... You know the bad lip reading? Uh Uh-huh. They did a five-part thing of Hamilton. Oh, my God. Called Axe Assassin Albertson. (laughs) What? Because when he says... Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Axe Assassin Albertson is, is the name of it. And there's five parts. It's hilarious. That's officially what I'm calling myself. Ex Assassin Albertson? No, when I play uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. (laughs) (laughs) Ex Assassin. 
Um, but no, they did. They do a, a villain therapy uh-huh. where a lot of times they'll say up top like mental illness. Statistically, you're like ten times more likely to be the victim of violence than the perpetrator of it. Yes, but it can't like your mental state. Like they basically say, you know, if you're a monster, if you are gonna you the villainy is due to the human capacity to do evil shit mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with your mental health issues if you choose to get help like if you decide to lean into that shit and start sacrificing people and you don't yeah. see that as a problem uh. that's not mental illness that's ignorance and stupidity yeah go get help so uh mm-hmm. If not allowed to perform a sacrifice during the Dark Moon, that they goes... believed he may self-harm, and this was based on his history of intentional self-injurious behavior. Uh, he was placed and maintained on a one-on-one observational status throughout the hospitalization. Uh, at no point did he actually attempt to harm himself or others. Likewise, because it could not be determined at the time of admission whether his extreme tremulousness and restlessness reflected solely in anxiety disorder or whether he was showing evidence of alcohol withdrawal. Uh, He was placed on an appropriate alcohol detoxification regimen without further withdrawal issues. So, you know, it was almost certainly... Withdrawal symptoms. Withdrawal symptoms. Um... We have his list of additional diagnoses uh, on here as well. So first one right up top, panic panic disorder with agoraphobia, uh, alcohol dependence, status post-possible episode of alcohol withdrawal, uh, causing schizotypal personality disorder, uh, alcoholic hepatitis. Sure. Abnormal cholesterol. Did you say alcoholic hepatitis? That's what it says. Okay. I got to Google that. Uh-huh. Uh, abnormal cholesterol. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Mac- macrocytosis or cytosis? Macrocytosis? You slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold on. Possible subclinical, subclinical hyperthyroidism? Seriously, though, for real. <laughs> alcoholic. What did you say? Alcoholic, alcoholic hepatitis. Hepatitis. Uh, liver inflammation caused by drinking too much. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, what was the other one you said? Spell that shit. Macro whatever. Macrocytosis. Uh, macro C-Y-T-O-S-I-S. Cytosis has to do with something in the cells. Uh, my- macrocytosis is a term used to describe red blood cells that are larger than normal. Good called go. on. And possible subclinical uh, hypothyroidism. Uh, hypo hypo uh, is underactive, underactive, so his thyroid is underactive. Yeah. I can work that one out. Mm-hmm. Look at me knowing shit about shit. Um, <laughs> it said that this that the macrocytosis generally oh. is benign, like it just is discovered incidentally through other blood tests. Oh, okay. Because it doesn't really have any signs or symptoms. It's just your cells are a bit big. Um. When he was discharged, he was giving uh, thiamine, a prenatal vitamin, and Ativan, which is like diet Xanax. Nice. 
Ativan is the one that I've mentioned before. When I used to be a complete degenerate, I used to walk around with a little necklace uh, that had like a cork in mm-hmm. the top. It, it looked like it was nothing, but uh, Ativan were just small enough that I could pack like 10 of them into that necklace. And so someone would be like, oh, I'm really nervous about this test I got to take. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll freaking take my necklace and knock a few out of Ativan out of it and be like, there you go. <laughs> Josh was one step away from being Pazuzu Algarod. No. No, Josh was no. one step away from becoming an actual sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> like, in real life, that's what a goddamn sorcerer is. Oh, I have a tincture here. <laughs> so that means my wife's a sorceress. Yeah. Yeah, she's like an, like an alchemist. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 100. <laughs> like, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> that's absolutely Cindy is a sorceress. Uh, so his final analysis and opinion says, uh, regardless like, of how was... his diagnosis, go ahead. Sorry. You were one step away from becoming a whimsical fae drug lord. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like literally. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that would have been terrible. If I weren't too anxious to sell drugs. That's fair. Yeah. But I absolutely. was more thinking of the type of person that like, oh, I just have these drugs now. You can have some here. Would you like it? Dude, here, I'd, like it? I'm going to be I so I kind of want to be you. like that. That's what I've always wanted to be. I kind of right? want to be like that. I just, I want to have like a medicine cabinet where if somebody's like, fuck man, I stubbed my toe the other day. I'd, I could be like, Oxycontin? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like I do, I just want. I want that, but for, like, weed and food. Right. Like, I yeah. want to be able to just be like, here, have a blunt. Like, Honestly, it's – and I'm exaggerating with, oh, I stubbed my toe on the way in here. Uh, would but you yeah, like though. an Oxycontin? No, I would obviously want to be like, would you like a five-milligram hydrocodone? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Don. We trying to get we trying to get twisted. That's I don't know the reaction it was like. supposed to elicit. Yes. <laughs> don't do it's drugs, like kids. Fucking... We're near. I am thirty. Josh is close to thirty-ish. Oh, and... Don't. Yeah. He's got like, a few years. When I had my, uh... we are adults. We get to do. We get to make decisions like this. Our brains are done. When I had my nerve ablation done, uh-huh. when I had the hiatal hernia, uh, I was the doctor put me on Lortab. Ooh, for pain. Yeah, that's hydrocodone. And I was like, after about a month, I was like, is is there something else you can get me that's not as... You were on it for a month? Maybe not a month. Maybe it was like, either way. I was, I was on, on it for... I was on um, some narcotic. I think it was hydrocodone. It was probably Lortab. It was probably 5 milligram to 250 yeah. milligrams acetaminophen. But, I had, for my when I got my wisdom teeth, yeah, I was yeah. on it for literally like like six weeks or something yeah. i would say i guarantee you it was huh, let me show myself to the world here it was uh the oblong white pills with some letters stenciled into one side of them mm-hmm. and uh probably uh, yeah the ones we've done yes yep the the score in the middle uh-huh. where you could break them yeah and they were i think fi- they were the tens though oh they gave you tens because i had all four done at one oh, time. oh that's true they probably did give you tens yeah. so yeah it was probably and, and i'm uh, big so it was Either it was either five or ten milligrams hydrocodone, along with uh, two hundred and fifty to five hundred milligrams of acetaminophen in each pill. Well, yeah. either way, I they asked, were heavy fucking duty. Yeah, I asked yeah. the doctor, I was like, "Can you give me something that's less? I don't need this much." 
Because the uh, the what was going on is the scar tissue from my hiatal hernia surgery had grown around the uh, inguinal in- nerve, yeah. so it actually would just feel like something was shocking me. Yikes! Ooh, so shit. I was like, just, I don't need this. Can you just give me something lighter? He's like, Oh, sure. And he wrote me a prescription. And I looked at it. It was fucking Vicodin. Jesus Christ! And I was like, This is less. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he, you probably had tins, and he wrote you fives. Well, whatever. Uh, so, finally, under recommendations, it was Mr. Algarod can be returned to the custody of sheriff of the sheriff of Yadkin County as being capable of proceeding to trial. Uh, he should be followed closely by mental health services at his receiving jail or other designated facility, and efforts should be made to transition him from benzodiazepines to medications approved for the treatment of chronic anxiety that do not pose the risk of abuse and dependence. Uh, Mr. Algarod will ultimately also benefit from further substance abuse evaluation and treatment if he is willing to undertake this. Uh in that regard, he should be found guilty in this matter, and should the court view any form of supervised release as being appropriate, then it is recommended that adherence to and compliance with prescribed mental health and substance abuse treatment be made a mandatory part of his supervised release plan. I mean, that's a good evaluation for this man. Yep. Uh, like, hey, so- guys, he probably put his ass in jail. But if you don't, these are the guidelines we should follow. Yep, and so he did go back to jail. Um, However, Pazuzu would never stand trial for his part in each of the two murders as on the morning of October 28th, 2015, while awaiting trial, Pazuzu Algarod was found dead in his prison cell at Central Prison in Raleigh, North Carolina. The death was ruled a suicide. He bled to death as a result of a deep cut on his arm, on his left arm. Uh, the instrument Algarod used remains unknown. However, any, any guesses here? Um, was it I, metal from his fucking hair? Mm, no, they probably got that out. Yeah, I know what this, it's supposed people think it is. He had sharpened his teeth to points, oh. like actual sharp points. Yeah. Uh, he claimed that it was specifically so that he could bite into the rabbits that he was sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Yep, so many believe that he may have used his sharpened teeth to open the veins in his arm. Uh, on which is metal as fuck it if absolutely is. is dead would be proud yeah dead would be <laughs> proud if he wasn't well you know <laughs> all over the album cover uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> and around people's necks and the world now apparently yeah, yeah. uh-huh uh on march 9th 2017 amber birch aka bubbles uh pleaded guilty to second degree murder Amber Birch is Bubbles from that one episode where Bubbles turns the training thing up to 11 or whatever, and she goes insane. Amber Birch? Did I get that wrong? That's what you've been saying this whole time. Yeah. Uh, For some reason, somewhere I had Nicole Birch, I thought. Mm -hmm. Who is Amber Birch? Why does that name sound familiar? Maybe I'm thinking of Amber Heard. That's probably it. Uh, Or maybe you're thinking of uh, Ashley Birch. Maybe. That could be it. As well. Love Ashley Amber Birch. Uh, Ashley Birch, marry me. <laughs> She's my favorite. And her brother's my second favorite. No, it's Amber Birch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I went back and looked just now. Um, but she's Bubbles from that episode where Bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. She turned uh-huh. the training thing up to like 11 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes absolutely insane. Just buck Starts wild. terrifying, ter- terrorizing the town. Uh, on March, of Townsville. Of Townsville. 
On March 9, 2017, Amber Birch pled guilty to second-degree murder, armed robbery, and accessory after the fact to murder. Uh, Tommy Dean Welch had reportedly been at Algarod's home along with Birch and others. Prosecutors said Birch shot him twice in the head with a 22 caliber rifle as he sat on the couch. Birch was sentenced to a minimum of 30 years and eight months in prison with a maximum of 39 years and two months. So here's the thing. Number one, and most importantly, is no matter what you put on your front door, the law still applies to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number you two. You are not sovereign. Yeah, that's not how that fucking works. Number two. While the method of the death was metal as hell, what would have been even more metal and even more punk is if he had, I don't know, pussied up and taken the damn L. Right. Yeah. Like, that's... Make, fucking sack up, dick. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Like, if you're going to do, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That's, like, the most cliche, true thing ever. If you yeah. cannot do the, the if you cannot t take the punishment for the actual horrible thing you did, and you guys know how I feel about the justice system, uh -huh. but if you can't take the punishment for the horrible thing you did, don't fucking do it. That's why I never sold drugs. I can't go to prison. I'll die. <laughs> you got that long hair oh the, i would shave it immediately <laughs> but also like prison is a really racist place and i just i couldn't do it because it's if i went to prison i would have to like get comfortable with nazis especially if you shaved your head that's i say shaved by head i would not have long hair like this anymore <laughs> this much i promise you but you know i i i couldn't do prison because, like, the only people there who would, like, really accept me are probably skinheads. So, it's... Well, I... there's the other type of people who are in prison, which is the nonviolent drug offenders who are trying to keep their heads down. And that is the group that you would probably fit into. Yeah, maybe, but uh, that's not a real... Doesn't offer you a whole lot of protection. Exactly, exactly. But, but it, like... The hierarchy of prison is complicated. It's just as, if not more complicated than out here. Yeah. And it's, it well, is it's, possible you, to You know be... Ali Sadiq. Yeah. It's, he, he talks about it in uh, a couple of his specials. Mm -hmm. He's like, no matter how much you have seen in documentaries or uh, movies, whatever, you do not know the rules. No, you don't. For real. You know enough from... Certain, you know, family members or whoever that, or Ali is, Sadiq, or Ali Sadiq, you know, from reliable sources that you can do the prison equivalent of keeping your head down. You're probably going to have to fight sometimes. Yeah, like that's just how it is, mm -hmm. and that's fucked up because the American prison system is shit. But like Mexicans got on boots. That was racist. Out of nowhere, it's you. You haven't. It's seen an Ali Sadiq it. one. Yeah. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll show you. Yeah, it's it's good. It's great. It's pretty good. Ali Sadiq is hilarious. He's very funny. I don't even know what it means. Uh, Crystal Matlock pleaded guilty to Crystal Meth pleaded guilty <laughs> conspiracy to accessory after the fact to first degree murder on June fifth, twenty seventeen. She was sentenced to a minimum of three years and two months with a maximum. Hi, that's happening while Trump is president. Yeah. 
That's uh-huh. insane. Yeah, this is like pretty recent. That's so recent. Well, that was when her trial was yeah. concluded. Um, I, yeah. The murders happened in like 2009, that's and still they were fucking caught for them that's Obama. five years after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's two presidents ago. <laughs> that's nothing. Uh, Crystal Matlock pleaded guilty, blah, 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 uh, with a maximum <clears throat> of four years and ten months in prison. And although several years have passed since Pazuzu Algarod cast a shadow on Clemens, he continues to live on in infamy for his bizarre and horrific crimes in North Carolina. And that takes us out of the story of Pazuzu Algarod. Yay! What a happy, fun story that one was compared, compared to yeah. <laughs> the West Memphis Three. It's I'd love to talk about an actual satanic murderer anytime. <laughs> I know. I think it's hilarious. We have literally spent five fucking straight months trying to prove that people didn't kill in the name of Satan. Uh-huh. Well, and we've we... also been pretty clear that, yes... Cr- Certain people have done that. Yeah. And I don't even think he killed in the name of Satan. No. I think his was just drug related yeah. shit. It was just general sacrifice for him, I think, is what it sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. To the darkness. But before we wrap up, uh, we have a new patron. Uh, yeah, we, we want to welcome do. Bradley Ashburn to the the to the town. He is he's a ghost stroke groupie. <laughs> welcome, so, Mr. Ashburn. Yes. So uh, keep your eyes out as like we the uh, tree beard equivalent of Mr. Ratburn from Arthur. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so keep your eyes out. Uh, we will be getting your uh, uh, backstage uh, pass, backstage pass, and keychain out to you uh, shortly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I think that's all the it's all the announcements we have to make. Is there anything else? Um, Pazuzu sounds like he would look like a fucking cool ass anime character. True. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Tatted it up. But you with would have to draw teeth. the stink lines on him. Yeah. That'd exactly. They can put little dots <laughs> like flies. flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, patrons, keep an eye out because Ruben and I are going to do a Keanu Reeves fan cast God, at some point soon. He's so good. Uh, we did watch John Wick 4. Mm. That movie, listen. So good, it, man. Okay. So the first one was like. A good movie and a good action movie. Yeah. Like, within its genre, it uh-huh. was a good movie. The next two were just good action movies. Yes. They weren't good movies plot-wise or whatever. They didn't sure. have, like, a real clear motivation for him to continue to kill that bad. But, like, because he could have run. Yeah. Who's he got left? Fucking get out of there, bud. But, anyway, so, I get it, though. It's Murder World. It's fine. Yeah. Um. So, the fourth movie is like three hours long almost, and it is yes. an actual masterpiece. It is literally <laughs> two hours and 49 minutes long, and it, it is nothing short of a masterpiece. It's, it's truly definitely amazing. Definitely the best action movie that there has ever been. Also, just a great movie on its own merit. I don't know if it was the best action movie ever. In my opinion. But... It's fucking up there. It's uh, it's the, top five at the very least. At the very least, uh, Bullet Train also up there. I like Raid and Raid Two and Raid Shadow Legends. Today's sponsor of Two <laughs> Times <laughs> Over. Fuck off, <laughs> please. I will hit them up. Please? Actually, they probably will sponsor us. Keep an eye out for an actual Raid Shadow Legends <laughs> sponsorship soon. <laughs> I'll put it this way: John Wick Four. 
is the best anime live action video <laughs> game movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so good. We are definitely patrons. We are definitely, especially $10 and up, definitely going to try to work on getting more bonus content out to you. You absolutely already have um, stuff that's being worked on like yes. currently. So um, we, we have everything up for... Uh, for. I have not posted the second or the, the last Demonology Clash yet. All right. Well, so, that's on the way too. That's on the way. We've got some other things, like they said, the the Keanu Keanathon. And <gasps> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, you said? Something Keanu cast. Something like that. That, that was we'll I, I said out. Keanu cast. I'm going to do the Keanu cast. Uh, Keanathon is really good though. <laughs> <laughs> And eventually, at some point, Josh will get off his lazy ass and read One Piece. It's going to be like two screens over the, the Keanathon or whatever. <laughs> and uh, maybe we're still talking about doing a, um, a commentary track on something. Yeah. it's I'm, The only thing I worry about on that is licensing. You wouldn't yeah. have to license. Do what the Riff Tracks guys do. What is that? Just record you talking and... Get everybody to, they have to have their own copy of the movie and just sync it up. Oh. Because with uh, riff tracks, they just go, uh, when such and such happens, pause your movie, and then we will tell you when to start. And then they give you a countdown. Three, two, one, pause. And then you turn it on when something else happens and it should be synced up. Now, during the riff tracks, they actually have a, they call them, I forget, God. I forget the name, but they actually have like a robot that uh, will come in occasionally and say a line from the movie when it's actually happening in the movie. Uh-huh, so, so you, you can know, make sure you're synced. You make sure you're still synced up. But we could do something like that. I would love to do that, actually. That would be cool. But we're working on it. We're working on some things. Uh, so thank you, everybody, so much for visiting uh, the town. I just stole Ruben's line. Sorry. I mean, it's good. Okay, fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Be good to yourselves. Be good to yourselves. I've been the demon from The Exorcist. I've been... Oh, oh no. Oh, fuck. Oh, damn. Okay, and I've been Don. (laughs) 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 I thought he was actually trying to remember what he said. That is what I said. I've been thinking about it this whole time. It's at least close enough. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.